Welcome to Chaotic Harmony. My name is John. This is Crystal. I'm Mark. I'm Zoe. We talk about the joys and the challenges of teaching music in the elementary school classroom. We share inspiration. We share struggles. We brainstorm solutions. We would love to have you join us. Hello and welcome to Chaotic Harmony. Today we have Jesse Rogers here and we're going to talk politics. Mr. Rogers. I was raised by conservatives. I just, I, you better be ready. To you want to see everyone's reaction for that? I mean, let's go with it. Keep on going. This is not an outtake. This is the thing. Can so, I just say I've been really excited to interview Mr. Rogers? Yeah. Yay! Oh man, first story or what? Hi. Hi. First, can hey. we do first story? What? First story? Yeah. Can we can we start with the first story? With the first story? Uh huh. Sure. I'll interrupt your intro. I mean, why not? So, We're Mr. Here. Rogers, right? Uh-huh. You said you're excited. Yeah. And so was I for like the first couple of years of my credential program. Like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Like, I'm going to become a teacher. And someday there's going to be a kid that goes, Mr. Rogers. Ah, ha, ha, I get it. I get it. And so I just have this whole this anticipation and mm-hmm. I'm all like pumped. And then I get into my first classroom. Here's the moment. Here's the moment. Everybody. Okay. I'm Mr. Rogers. And it's like crickets. Uh-huh. Nobody knows who he is. No one knows. And I spent all those years worried for nothing. Excited for nothing. I'm what about you? Well, it, you need I to think... wear more cardigans and change your shoes in the classroom. Yeah, Obviously. Yeah, no, it's Avi. <laughs> it is Avi. Anywho. Actually, I was watching Mr. Rogers with my daughter the other night. Mm-hmm. He had on Hillary Hahn, and then we watched another episode with Wynton Marsalis. Wow. So mm. I watched Mr. Rogers. Oh, yeah. My yeah. kids know who he is. Yeah. Well, Do they know who Wynton Marsalis is? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, my daughter's one, so no. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> she knows now. <laughs> yeah, she knows now. There'll be a test later. Um, Jesse, we're so glad you're here. Welcome. Oh, Hi, Jesse. Um, hey. uh, we just we want to learn a little bit about you, a little about your backstory. And so let's just kind of start with where you're from, kind of how you got into music, what was your music uh, like, credential like, and like just everything about you in a short time. Um, so... <clears throat> Uh, yeah, I, I guess I learned um, pretty on pretty early on that I wanted to be into music. The first instrument I ever played was a trumpet, yeah, and nice. I picked it up because my um, uncle, uh, who is only a year older than me, um, which that's a whole other fun thing, um, but he played the trumpet, and so I heard him in uh, my grandma's backyard one year. One year, and he was just like, I thought, man, that is the coolest thing. So I picked one up, and there's actually a connection. I think maybe you guys know the story. It's there's somebody on our board of education who is a music where it was a music educator at Kellogg. Anyway, she was my music teacher Mm -hmm. uh, in fifth grade when I first picked up the trumpet and I've told that story several times and it's won me a lot of points. So really it helped (laughs) me more than it helped her. But um, if you don't mind putting a pause on that, first off, so who are you teach down to the Vista? Yeah. Yeah. So um, just to get people to know who you like. yeah. 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 So I'm the music teacher at Vista Square Elementary. Cool, cool. And I've been in Tula Vista Elementary now for my, this is my third year. Okay. Um, and I just uh, do the same job you guys do at Vista Square, uh, general music. So I don't have a pull-out program and I don't specifically work instrumental or anything. So I'm just a general music teacher. Cool. Thank you. You can go back to the time story. I want to hear it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I was... Uh, yeah, first started playing the trumpet in fifth grade in an instrumental pull-out program. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think back to well, any of my experiences now as a music teacher, I think back, gosh, I must have been like one of those crazy kids that just was bouncing <laughs> off of walls. And I just don't... It's weird because the, the concept that I have as a student to come like in her... I have no idea what her perspective was at all. Like when I was that age, I had no concept that she was a teacher, what it meant to be a teacher. And like... I had this trumpet in my hands and I was just making funny sounds, but her job and how it was affecting me, I just had no clue mm. of. Mm. So now that I'm a music educator, it's this full circle thing. It's this really special thing that hopefully we can talk about more uh, throughout the day today. But um, so I played music and I played music in middle school and high school and in college and I got really into marching band and um, I knew in high school that, okay, it was time to uh, really start focusing on teaching because I was just really impacted by teach by teachers, as I think all of you were, mm-hmm. right? I mean, probably some of the most important people in our lives are teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was like, okay, I got to get my music education degree. So I got my music education degree at San Diego State University. Cool. And I uh, got into the music fraternity there, Phi Mu Alpha, and met a bunch of cool guys um, in that fraternity. And, and uh, 
went on to get my credential uh, at San Diego State as well. And uh, that's where things kind of took a turn because I tried to get a teaching job and wasn't successful. Mm. And when was that? This was 2011. Okay. Mm. okay. And um, I don't know if it was because jobs were scarce or if it's because I just didn't stick into it enough. I think um, I got a couple of uh, there were a couple of challenges put in my in my way, and I thought to myself, "Well, it's supposed to be easier than this. I got the degree, I got this, and how come I just no? It was a dry in? spell. Yeah. I think it, yeah. down here it was a real dry spell that that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I actually started working at Target, mm-hmm. and um, don't laugh. No but I was a no. I was a Target security guard. Yeah, you oh, were. and hey. I just did this, and I put my hands underneath my arms so I could kind of like push my <laughs> make my muscles look bigger. Not nah, laughing. Justified. That's not. And there's a great oh man, this great moment where because they have everything's on footage at Target, right? Like if you walk down the aisles, you're on, you're on camera. Uh-huh. But anyway, so I'm at the door and I'm supposed to go hi, oh yeah, nice to see you, nice to see you, have a good mm-hmm. oh. And then if you have um, something that's like a value, I'm supposed to go oh, like can I see a receipt for that? And um, so there's this great moment where I'm standing on camera and this guy just has a bike and he just walks past me and I go, eh, see you now, see you later, have a good day. And like, he didn't pay for it. He just oh, walks around with this oh bike. no. And so my um, supervisor comes to me, I want you to see something. And I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this guy. Oh yeah, well he didn't pay for that bike. So. Um, but anyway, oh, no. there I am at Target trying to be the best guard you know, super. Pushing yeah. up your biceps. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I'm, I get this, um, oh, this, call from a principal that says hey i heard you were looking for work this is like a year later mm-hmm. year and a half later mm-hmm. hey I, I heard that uh you were at once you know applying at one time and are you still interested and i uh looked at my then um at that point just my then girlfriend uh, melissa that many of you know mm-hmm. and um i was like i should i should do this i should go do this interview right and she said yeah you still want to be a teacher right and i and i thought to myself man do i still want to be a teacher like did i mm-hmm. um like you get railroaded so hard yeah. when yeah. when you get when you get faced with that like right. and it wasn't rejection it was just whoa this isn't what I this was supposed to be easy I was supposed to be able to do this um, so yeah I, I met with him and I had the interview and um, they were training me at Target to be this um, executive kind of manager because because you let the bike out right oh yeah <laughs> that's why they no but you know you show like a, this is much like anything in the world but you show like a little bit of initiative mm-hmm. and you're immediately separated from a lot of people who can't show that initiative yeah so um i i'm sitting in this interview and i go listen this sounds like a great deal and everything but i just want to let you know how much they're going to pay me at target okay <laughs> And I, th- I could just think this principal, whom, by the way, just was huge, and hopefully we can talk about them more too, but f- huge for my, my music career. Mm-hmm. But he um, he looked at me and was like, how much are they going to pay you at Target? What do you mean? Like, you're not considering still going back to Target, right? Are you? And I go, well, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know if this position's, I mean, are, can you do better than what Target can do? <laughs> and um, a couple of years later, I remember having that conversation with him like, do you remember when I looked at you and was trying to <laughs> leverage my salary at Target with like a teaching crew? And he's like, yeah, that, that could have been a really bad decision for you. Um, mm-hmm. But I ended up saying, because it was going to be a pay cut at the time, because yeah. it was only mm-hmm. six, uh, fi- no, that's, that doesn't make sense. It was only three fifths. So it was a 60% position. Mm-hmm. I had Got three okay. classes. And um, I remember thinking, gosh, okay, so it's not full time. But it is my foot in the door. Mm-hmm. And was this um, high school or elementary level? This was high school. Okay. okay. And yeah. it was in Unified, right? Sending a Unified. Okay, okay. yeah. Um, and uh, at Madison High School. Okay. And I, um, so I took it, and I, it really was a, a good decision because I never wanted to not pursue teaching. Right. It was just mm-hmm. this, like, I don't know. I think I hit too much. Um, it's not even too much because I've always. Uh, faced a challenge in a, in a strong way. It was just this, like, man, I had put so much work into t- into college and so much work into that mm-hmm. prep. Yeah. That, yeah. And I didn't get a job, man. And I just was, yeah. I think someone needed to pull me back in. So, Dude, no, I understand. Yeah. Like, that was a brutal time period. So I, I graduated college in 2008, and I was ready, like, with my teaching credential in 2008, and there was nothing. Yeah. And I had done all this networking, and I had been kind of led to believe by my program at Point Loma and by my advisor, who had every reason to believe that what he was telling me was true at the time, that it would ha- be easy, you yeah. know, that I'd have job offers on the table and I as you were talking about Target 
I, oh my gosh, I think I, I kept track and it, I applied for 37 jobs that I got rejected for that year, yeah. that summer. I pieced together four part-time ones. And so I would work three hours at each job and drive yeah. in between. Oh, and um, I had a rejection letter from Target that I kept for years. <laughs> I got rejected from Target. I'm telling <laughs> so you. So at least you got I'm hired. It was brutal out there. And that does a thing yeah. to a person. So good for you for toughing it out. It's but crazy. I mean, I get it. Like you really do second guess yourself. Like, yeah. did I make a bad choice by not going into a STEM field and, you know, becoming a, a you know, an engineer or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. 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 I think yeah. that applies for like, every field, but especially mm-hmm. teaching. Like, you- yes. Or the we're arts, promised. I think, The general. arts especially. But, like, we're yeah. promised. We go to college. We pay a, a big sum. And we're promised Dead. a job mm-hmm. afterwards, supposedly. And then you're just dried up. And yes. What now? Yeah. And you have student loans to pay. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Was this a bad decision? Yeah. Well, yeah. I heard this a lot. Um, I'm talking about me. <laughs> me as well. Me as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I heard this a lot. I heard just by being in the program, mm-hmm. we, we have... We just put people in position. It was just like a, yeah. you're supposed to be. Yeah. Right. Here you right. go. Here you go. And there were a few years where that was very true. Yeah. Um, where the the director of VAPA for San Diego Unified was saying that, and it was true. But I had his number, um, and I called him when I was ready with my teaching credential, and he just said, "These are hideous, hideous times, yeah. and I'm having to let teachers go who have been teaching this district for more than 20 years." And I'm yeah. so sorry. Any other year in the last 10, I would have had a job for you. But yeah. Yeah. No, it was rough out there. So this is a situation, I guess, when I'm start, first starting off as a teacher. I've been yeah. teaching for eight years now. So back at that time, I, um, I'm i 60%. I'm just working as hard as I can. And I just got this huge f- smile on my face because it's like, mm-hmm. no way. It's, it's happening. I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that really, uh, I don't know, struck a chord with the, the um, I'll say clientele, but the students. Um, that I was working working with at mm-hmm. um, at Madison because there's this uh, like youthfulness that I think you always have to hold on to mm-hmm. as a teacher. Mm-hmm. But when you really are youthful, because <laughs> I was 24, mm-hmm. 25, and um, I, my hair hadn't receded yet, right? <laughs> and I was still this dashing young man. It looks great. Yeah, <laughs> you have hair. styled it well. Hey. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, when you get up there, it's like, yeah, let's do this, let's do this. And uh, you have energy and, and spunk. Uh, that makes a big difference. So mm-hmm. um, I guess just for anybody out there, like, try to keep hold on to that, that spunk as long as you can. Mm-hmm. I mean, some mm-hmm. of the teachers we know that were in their 40s and 50s, I mean, they had still had spunk. Mm-hmm. And it made a big difference, right? Yeah. So 60%, um, this, the next year I'm at 80% because um, my principal helps me to add a, a, a class the, cool. at the um, high school level, which was cool. Mm-hmm. So now I'm at 80% and I'm always just searching for that full-time position. Like, got to get to full-time, got to get to full-time. That's the point, to be mm-hmm. a full-time teacher. So the high school I'm working at has about 1,100 uh, students. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I get to my principal and say, hey, like, what's the chances of full-time here? And he looks at me and says, then this was this is huge for me as an educator. And one of the things I wanted to share with you guys, he says, I'll give you a job. Or sorry, I'll give you an, another class when you can give me 31 students signed up for that class. And I, uh, I was like, yeah, okay, sure. Like, I got this. I can do this. Mm-hmm. And so I went actively searching for students <clears throat> to join this class. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like in the halls. Hey, do you want to do a music class? Like, do you want to do music with me? Do you want to do music with me? And I, I go back to my principal. I was like, hey, I'm, I'm asking if they want to do a music class, but they're telling me, well, what kind of music class is it going to be? And he says, well, what kind of music class do you want it to be? And I thought to myself, well, I guess I want it to be like this because that's the experience I had when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a band class. Let's open a band class. or a, what. And he says, well, we can do whatever you want, but you just have to give me those students. And uh, so I, I just was I started to get into this back and forth with him like, well, what do you mean give you the students? What if I give you a list of, of names that want to register for a class? How would they register? What is there even going to be built into the schedule? Like mm-hmm. what is right. this just that is this just words you're giving me or mm-hmm. is this like actually going to happen? Right. Right. And um, I, I just started to see that it it was going to be more than just giving him a, a name of a list of 30 people yeah. because that's not how education works. Right. You, right. That class has to be um, actually offered to students yeah and it has to get billed into right, the right. the i mean it has to be a t anyway the oh, to open a section is not just oh let's open this section of, of music it, mm-hmm. it impacts everybody else's schedule mm-hmm. and so it just became clear like hey this is really just lip service this mm-hmm. is really just um hope 
to see if you can keep working. And let's see how long it takes to figure it out. And I know this is make painting it out in a really negative light, um, but that's just the reality of it. That's mm. the reality of that mm. that high school level of teaching. Mm -hmm. It's like, mm. you need to get the kids in your class. You need to recruit. Mm -hmm. You need to get your position of full-time. This isn't like, come and we're going to make you or into a full-time position. It's you make your position. Mm. And that sort of trial by fire just has um, helped me to become the teacher I am because you guys have now seen that when I have an opportunity to when I'm when I'm given an opportunity to, to build a program or start something, you guys have seen the kind of uh, interest that I can get out of kids, and that has not that doesn't come from nothing. That comes from having to make my program right, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that's something that um, mm -hmm. I don't want any educator to have to go through. It's the worst. It's the worst to have to say if you don't get your kids, if you if you lose. Uh, enrollment or if you can't keep your enrollment then you're going to lose your class and lose mm -hmm. your full-time position that is the worst mm -hmm. talk about anxiety talk about like uh fear just like oh my gosh is, is this going to be sustainable can like always trying to or every performance every competition was like if they blow it or if i don't show well yeah. are they going to leave my class if they leave my class i lose my position if i lose my position yeah. my wife's gonna leave me right yeah <laughs> and it was like just <laughs> boom 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 all this, this whole time yeah. So ultimately, I end up opening a couple of sections of music at the middle school around the, around the corner. And so I'm doing uh, four classes at Madison and two classes at the, the middle school. And so I'm six-fifths, so I'm full-time plus a class. Okay. And I'm thinking if I can go to the middle school and do music at the middle school, then I can start this churning this machine where right. I'm um, getting kids to go into my own, own program. I'm building them as middle schoolers to join the high school. So I do this for three years and my numbers start to grow and mm -hmm. I look at my principal like, okay, if there was ever a time, let's do it. This is year five. If there's ever a time, let's open that class. It's not going to have the 30 or 40 kids you want it to have, but maybe it'll have like 16, mm -hmm. right? And we can do, we can do something. This can be a starting off point. I don't know anybody that can just open a class and just fill it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, he looks at me and he goes, I got to have 31 kids. Mm -hmm. And I just went, oh man, you know, I've, I've done, uh, the hardest work that I've ever done in my life for five, mm -hmm. five years. I've st I'm over full time. I'm stretched as thin as I can be. I'm working to uh, for you and doing my best and producing is to something I think is really I'm really proud of. Um, so what's what's the catch? What's the thing? Like why? What's this thing? I just have to push through so that I can be full time. Mm -hmm. You know, at one site. And so then at that point, I look at my friend whom you all know, Michael Gray, mm -hmm. and. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Michael's like, man, I'm, I'm actually pursuing something different in my life. And, um, but I want to tell you all about this district called Chula Vista Elementary and some of the opportunities that they can offer educators. And so I get a, a touch with the VAPA coordinator of this district and I start to investigate. I think, oh my gosh, well, you're just going to offer me a full-time position? Like, mm -hmm. what's the catch, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, am I going to have to keep recruiting? Or am I going to... 31 kids. Right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so I come to Chula Vista Elementary and I get a full-time position at the same site. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, what was I doing? Like, what was I doing? All of that, um, all that stress, all that, you got to make your position for you. You got to, you got to make the enrollment happen. And it's not that I, that I didn't uh, like the, the high school work. I loved it. I love working with that age group. You can look at the kids, the kids, and uh, help them through some really incredibly tough mm -hmm. parts of their time of their life. Um, but I'm so happy. I'm so happy to be in this district and in a situation where it's not. There's. I feel like okay. So now I'm free to bring joy, legitimate joy, and the joy, mm -hmm. legitimate peace to to this classroom instead of. If this doesn't go well, is it going to? You know, what is it going to mean for my career? Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Before Michael, was there a music teacher? Bef uh, before him at Rogers? Um, yes, but it was um, one of those transition things where it was like one year, gone, one okay, year. So it wasn't gone. really, before Michael, it wasn't really as strong as music, music culture. Right, so then it just, he comes. Right, because I, I ask because it's funny, you still had to build a music program from scratch, but I feel like because you had to be birthed from fire in the whole middle school, high school, you're, uh, you're mindset was very different it was yes. yeah it was and i think i had to um i just i'm i'm still that way i'm still like mm. i gotta impress i gotta impress mm. i'm always looking at the principles i work for what'd you think of that was that good like what sure. else do you think i could do what could we do you know yeah and i just i still have to kind of relax and go look man you don't have to um 
you don't have to ask people if you're doing a good if you're doing a good job. You don't have to. The name of the game isn't um, have people approve of the job you're doing. It's the it's get the kids to enjoy sure. your the the field mm. of education you're bringing to them. Right. Mm-hmm. I think a, the classroom teacher has different um, struggles that they face, like the test score game. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in a lot of ways, is is just as hard for them as a concert is for us. Right. Like this is their moment. They're where an administrator gets to look at them. Well, what do you? How can we? Get? And uh, so I get it. It's not like music's much different in that regard. Um, but man, I'm telling you, I just I'm so happy that I'm in this position now where at least I err on the side of how was that? How was that? Because I think anything else leads to a little bit of complacency that I don't sure. think you want to be in. Um, but I took over from, from Michael Gray. He was doing fabulous things there, mm-hmm. um, and I just uh brought a little bit of um high school i'm not gonna say rigor because he was a very rigorous teacher but i i brought a little bit of um let's come on we can play this symphony (laughs) and i think um i I had to adjust to becoming an elementary teacher really really fast um and orf helped me to do that Mm -hmm. when i started taking my orf levels and what level are you at at i've finished one okay and was going to finish two this last summer but my wife went and had a baby i mean (laughs) children uh so i'm going to continue uh this next summer but um the orf training and trying to re-gear myself okay so middle school high school really is so different Mm -hmm. and the instrumental because you can do instrumental teaching in elementary Mm -hmm. but so really, it's not middle school, high school distinction. It's that instrumental general music yes. distinction. That general music is so different. So just changing my mindset has been uh, has have, have brought a little bit of enthusiasm back to my teaching, a little bit of interest back to my teaching. Um, there's always this part of me that goes, oh, I really don't know what I'm doing here. And I think I thrive in that atmosphere mm. um, because uh, I want to be the best I can be, right? We're all lifelong learners here in education. So um, I taught two years at Rogers Elementary and um, then got offered the position at Vista Square where it was going to be a little bit more instrumental teaching, um, which I think I feel most comfortable in because that's kind of my roots of high school teaching and the band and the orchestra and right, the, right. the, the yeah. marching band thing. So um, that's a little bit of my of my story. Um, we, could, we could pick it apart, um, but that's really the, all of it in a nutshell. So eight years and I'm uh, here at elementary and I'm loving elementary. And I'm not sure if I'll ever go back to middle school or high school. Yeah. Um, but for now, gosh, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's sure. awesome. Wow. Yeah. What's something that you really enjoy uh, from elementary that differentiates itself from the I high love looking at a, a, kin- a kindergartner and say, get your finger out of your nose. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, mean, I love that. Okay. I, <laughs> I love that because it's uh, it takes all of the, look, in, in the high school arena, it's like, um, you have a 12 inch baton. You don't need a 12 inch baton. You could just need a 10 inch baton. You're using, you know, it's like, ugh. Sure. you know, it's so stuffy. Yeah. And when you're in an arena where you're, um, uh, if you're at a school that is, <clears throat> doesn't have this, we've been, uh, taking private lessons since we were in elementary school, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. if you're in this position where you're just trying to take these kids who've never held an instrument and do something with them and mm-hmm. you bring them into this really high like competitive atmosphere of um if you do you guys know about the the like um festival yeah yeah. You know oh, I mean? yeah yeah you guys know yeah so when you when you take a group that really doesn't know what they're doing into that atmosphere mm-hmm. it's just like squash squash, yeah, squash, yeah. squash yeah. it's toxic know? it's toxic and so uh if you guys know me i'm this really goofy person mm-hmm. and uh i think kids Sometimes it works for me and against me, but for the most part. You're wearing a T-Rex shirt right yeah, now for yeah, those yeah. who can. Yeah. 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 It's, it's pretty amazing. It's legit. But, <laughs> yeah, this is a Christmas present for my wife. So, um, Well done. I'm at the Good age job, where I just Melissa. want clothes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, um, I want to look at a kid and I want to go, get your, get your finger out of your nose. And I just think that because that brings me back to a youthfulness that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, as, what else is really different? Man, well, I... Before you continue, I actually had a thought. Uh because you're saying how there's like the stuffiness and the rigor that's just hmm, it can be toxic, as, sure. as I mentioned. Do you think that is it's fixed? Do you think that, that middle school, high school needs to be that way? And if not, like, what do you think needs to get their finger out of the noses? <laughs> right. So mm-hmm. what needs to happen is um, 
people need to realize that elementary really is more important than high school as far as music mm. education goes. Hot take it there. Not, Whoa. <laughs> Boom. It's, it's not because it's um, because we're better by any means, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've taught all three of those levels now. Yeah. But the bottom line is I can't do anything as a high school teacher unless there was some kind of br- okay. um, upbringing in elementary. You know how yeah, different my life would have been had the students I taught had elementary music, right? Yeah. Or middle school yeah. music. Yeah. I mean, I was giving kids violins and trumpets that had never held them before. And that mm-hmm. just shouldn't happen, right? Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. when you're at the high school level, you look at you look at a, a kid like that and you go, what was that teacher doing? Like, how come they didn't prepare them enough for me, right? And that's that mindset that's got to shift. Yeah. It's not what they didn't prepare them enough for you. What do you want to just like take them and that already have little mini musicians that you can just do symphonies with and get superiors at festivals mm. like no there's no work in that there's no education sure. in that right when you're when you're leading a uh, an ensemble that's playing that kind of great music you're talking about like nuances of music mm-hmm. education that mm-hmm. i feel mm-hmm. is like yeah it's appropriate for high school students but really let's talk about that as a college endeavor right because we're still wanting to emphasize the real building blood real principles of music and i think elementary middle school high school it doesn't matter we want to talk about that steady pulse we want to talk about dynamics and we don't want to talk about that eighth note that you hit there right i mean it's so stuffy you know to me to me it's the difference between teaching people to paint by numbers and teaching people to make masterpieces Mm. beginning with a blank canvas yeah and when you start with a really young child you can you can make it part of the way they just you know think and breathe and express themselves in a way that you know when you put an instrument into the hands of a fifth or a sixth grader there's so much that's already set and it's a lot harder to to break through to that authentic creative self so i i see what we're doing in the elementary level is just very very sacred work um and and i i wish i knew how to get on the same page with our uh, middle and high school colleagues. I was very high school centric when I started. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a high school choir director because yeah. I just saw that as more the more musically satisfying path. You know, like yeah. I wanted to be doing Bach cantatas. <laughs> more prestigious. Um, definitely, it's it's definitely more prestigious. But oh my gosh, like you were talking about the kindergartner with the finger in the nose. Like the highlight of my day, the last day of school before break was, I saw one of my little first graders. Um, you know, when I blew the whistle because I was on duty, um, instead of lining up with his class, he was sitting down with a very cloudy look on his face and i just went and sat next to him while everybody else lined up and i got to talk to him about like what had happened with his friend and and you know it ended with a you know he gave me a big hug and he skipped off to his line to to go to the rest of his day and like gosh that just it's what we're doing is so much more than just teaching you know yeah symphonies We're, we're teaching them how to be good people and we're building that trust yeah but I have to say something about um, your question, right? Mm-hmm. How to fix it. Because I don't want to present all of my high school colleagues as these like terrible people. Oh, <laughs> and of course I, not. Nobody I, of course thinks not. I have a that. feeling that I've been a little too hard on on that part of it. But I, as an elementary teacher now, I, I just have to say this. When I was a high school teacher, I never re- reached out to elementary teachers. Mm-hmm. I met with my middle school teacher that was around the corner a lot. And I, I there was a friendship and colleague there. Um but I just did not give them any authority. I didn't give them any, um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just, I feel really ashamed about that, right? That if I would have, um, I just, I don't want to say it was me because I feel like I'm a lot more in, inviting mm-hmm. and uh, a person than that. And I think I appreciate people for their talents and what they bring to the table. But it's just this thing that gets into your head like, you, you don't need to deal with that. You're the high school teacher. They need to come to you, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like they need to build, they need to build a relationship with you. They need to be the one that tries to bring them to, and it's like, oh, kind of like you're you the know? top dog, you know, right. So yeah. like, you right. come to me because yeah. I'm, I am the top. Right. Yeah. Cause you sense. mentioned something about prestigious, right? Like yeah. Prestige. Like it's, uh, and again, I don't mean to de- bash right. any of uh, uh, the band teachers and choir and orchestra teachers that they do high school and middle school. They do a lot of great work. Mm-hmm. In the same sense, it's not them, but the culture of middle school and high school often is very much linear fashioned, where it is, Mm -hmm. we are doing this piece directed by this conductor. And I think the competition even adds more to that, where it is going to be our school versus their school. Right. Yeah. Whether or not you want it, that's how it is presented. Yeah. And uh, you're saying you don't reach out. Like, uh, like, I 
feel like unfortunate as part of yeah the, the competitive nature i wonder if there's a way to well break from that i think but i've i've seen like what jesse's saying about reaching out to the middle school teacher like they, they you know they, they of course they're collaborative yes. um, with each other yes. um but i remember it was before you joined us uh we had one meeting with some of the secondary teachers mm, yes. and um it was really good to to get to know them in their faces um and to like hear about what their programs looked like but when we came down if we had just finished level one we were implementing orf stuff for the first time and we asked them um what do you wish the kids knew and it was all about like i wish they were better at reading 16th yeah. notes and i was like you know like i just deflated a little bit it's Mm -hmm. like no but that's like you can teach them how to do that in a couple of weeks you know if they can feel it and they they can express it yeah yeah and and she was uh she made a comment too about how a lot of kids dropped out of band because they weren't up and moving and experiencing music the way that they did in our music class and my first thought was like well maybe change that (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, because maybe let them move (laughs) right well and you're talking about like the feeling of music right and yeah. because when I was a high school director, the thing I loved doing was lifting my hand in a downbeat and just hearing this like really lush, beautiful mm-hmm. chord come out. Mm-hmm. And I would do this thing with my face like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, and I would look at them all like, you guys, you know, like, oh. yeah. and they're looking at me blank, like blank stares. What? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fine. Is this note, this note. But, and I wanted to look at them like, oh, right. And that's what that ORF thing is. Mm-hmm. It's all about. It's like, let's but read this you piece were of poetry, the one, you know, you were the one moving sure you were the yeah. one physically reacting they're playing one note and they're in their own little silo right. which just really goes to show that when when you are up and you are physically moving your body yes whether it's conducting or moving or whatever it is it's a completely different experience yeah i love um i loved uh teaching kids how to be guest conductors when i yes. was when yep. i had yep. middle school and high school students and they would just come out of it just glowing they like, would eat oh it up my yeah goodness 100%. yeah yes and being wrapped around so we put yeah. sorry sorry I, I just thought of this, but it's, I think it's relevant. Um, so we put my eight-year-old in San Diego Children's Choir last year, and um, he is such a ball of energy and was not always the most cooperative choir member. It's like I've said um, Gloria eight times already. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, he just had to know everything. So um, it was it was a struggle, but um, they had their final concert at Copley Symphony Hall, and it was a mm. long concert. Like, those little first graders had to be on stage for a long time. And they get to the final number, and they had all the children's choir members, K-12, to on stage, plus some um, instrumental players, and they did this beautiful piece um, at, the, at the very end, and he was sitting smack dab in the middle of the stage, and at the end, he just closed his eyes and then he turned around back to the audience and just sat with his little fists on his chin and didn't sing just like soaked it up yeah and his director knew what he was doing god bless margie worm like she she just got it i knew what was going on my husband leaned over like oh my gosh she's not even paying attention i'm like are you kidding me he has the best seat in the house you know, like, he's, ha- he's having a moment let him yeah. have it and i i i want to know how to how to like translate that experience you know up um, because the kids are kind of encountering the magic of music and self-expression, you know, in our classes in elementary and we're unlocking it with all the tools we've learned um, through ORF and other, you know, elementary Dalcros, like all these methods we're yeah. learning. Um, like, how do we how do we release that and, and even have the language to express that yeah. to our secondary colleagues? Yeah, well, and I guess one more thing here. I'm not sure how much we want to continue writing this, but all um, the way, all the way. Bring so it. the the performance right the secondary performance yeah. when you are in a concert and you're you have your program and it's like this piece this piece this piece mm-hmm. um you almost you get into this trap like all of us get into where we have too much to do it's we're too busy right yeah. so if the middle yeah. school or the elementary school wants to do something with us then they're going to figure it out and they're going to bring it to us mm-hmm. we're just too busy for that mm-hmm. and like let's just get something really clear here any of us can put ourselves in that position. It doesn't matter, elementary, middle, high school. Yeah, we're right? all too busy. We're all too busy. <laughs> if we want to be too busy for something, we are just too busy for it. Mm-hmm. So I think it has to go down to every level. Mm-hmm. I have to make myself not so busy, and mm-hmm. the, the high school teacher needs to make themselves not too busy too. And we have instrumental programs. Like, we'll please play some half grade, half grade one stuff with mm-hmm. your uh, ensemble. Mm-hmm. Why don't you do a dance with us, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. I think there's a little bit of give and take we can do that. Because really, as a high school director, or as a previous high school director, if you would have asked me, you know, six years ago, do you want to come do this dance with us? I would have been like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, but do you want to play this piece? You can play this piece with us, you know? You can yeah. sit in between my ensemble, mm-hmm. and it'll be really great for your kids. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, right. maybe we got to... You know, reach across from both sides, I think. 
for that. Mm, now my wheels are turning. You know, the right. middle school. To be continued. Yeah, yeah. The middle school. Man, that's such a sweet spot. True. If, if, I if love gonna, middle school yeah. kids. I really enjoyed teaching them. Yeah. I think yeah. If, if this ever had, uh, if this was ever going to actually happen, I think instead of crossing middle school to the high school, I think you got to do something with middle school first. Yeah. And I like, I you know, agree with that. Yeah. Step it up. Because those kids are still just as crazy. I think it's the beauty of El Sistema though. Like yeah. where they, mm. their program is so community. It's so up and down. Like you have your very beginners with your advanced kids. And like, there's just that, that, uh, that uh, value of just, everyone's in this together making music mm-hmm. yeah. so mm-hmm. if we were to adopt something along those lines or just try to to mimic that you know of like yeah. it is from our fifth graders just starting our fourth graders just starting to that 12th grader who's been doing this for such a long time but mm-hmm. like they're making music and that's like the end goal is just to make music and yeah. to be musical and to express that yeah. through that um yeah, so I just think El Sistema's got it right in that in that way. Well, you kind of touched on because of that um, the the administrator mindset um, and what a difference that makes. Yeah. Um, you know, Lauren has kind of set this culture from the very beginning of we're going to res- we're going to hire music teachers that we respect and we're going to respect their expertise and trust them to do the right thing. And gosh, that was huge for me coming Mm. into this district i'd never had someone give me the kind of you know trust and respect to start a program the right way like i felt like i received from the beginning here and so that's that i mean that that's huge um and uh you know administrators love to have things to brag about and they should Mm -hmm. um but there's so much more than just superiors at festival that you can brag about and i feel like my favorite thing uh is that we we keep finding opportunities to give our schools and our principals and our administrators things to brag about that are so collaborative like we've had our collaborative Mm -hmm. concert we're writing articles we're um we're showing off our kids but we're doing it in a way that's together yeah Yeah. i'd love to see that shift well and not only are the kids like is there a collaborative efforts there but one of my favorite things lately has just been to brag to my other uh, colleagues that are in different districts, mm-hmm. just how proud I am to be around these people in this district. Mm-hmm. Like to go to Arts and Power with my shirt and yeah. look at all the people. I was like, yeah, yeah, we're doing this. <laughs> yeah. It feels really yeah. good. I was pink slipped four years in a row at San Diego Unified. Oh, that's so defeating. And, and, you know? And so I come to Chula Vista Elementary and it's just completely different. Sure. And that yeah. feels really good. It I mean, does. I think as professionals, that's really important to have mm-hmm. a network that you're really feel comfortable and you feel like people approve, you know they approve, yeah. approve of what you're doing so we like each other yes we yeah. do i don't know if this it goes That's with what fake. we're talking about but i don't know if there'll be a right time for me to say it i had like the joy of working with you jesse in september um and like i've kind of been thinking about this as we're talking uh because we've had this conversation about like middle school and how that relates to elementary and high school, how that relates to elementary. And you yourself were saying like, um, you know, you're still kind of like untangling. What does that mean for yourself as an educator? But I got to see firsthand how you work with elementary kids at our camp. And so we like there were how many of us like five teachers and we put together this camp at Rosebank and on the first day I don't think any of us really knew what was going to happen like we had an outline of what would what was supposed to happen but boy that's teaching in a nutshell yeah. right <laughs> and we had about 200 kids mm-hmm. um, that bust over to my school and the beginning activity was um, supposed to be community building we left a half hour for it and uh, and you took the lead on it and it was so cool we had all of the kids uh like on their feet and i don't know if it's the first day actually but there was the game where it's boys versus girls and they were just like they were in it and jesse was like at the front on the pa and it was like just (laughs) that just like really fierce look in their eyes like we don't we don't know what time it is we don't care we're doing this game and it's awesome so i just want to affirm that like you are bringing like that joy that enthusiasm and like kids are receiving it and it's really cool i'm so glad that we got to know each other and work with each other yeah like to that point to that activity we're doing mm-hmm. one of my favorite things to do is put boys versus girls i just love Gosh. it and you know what it's not about gender stereotypes it's nothing about that right it's just that there yeah. is something about a boy that, that that they need to learn from the girls and something about girls that they need to learn from the boys you know and i i just love it because 
the I love looking at a, a bunch of boys and saying, you're just rolling around on the ground. Look at the girls. They're standing, you know, and their arms are straight and they are rocking it, guys, you know, and like they look at each other like, what? Well, and I just love that. There's this beautiful moment where, of course, the girls are winning, and one of, of the boys. <laughs> oh, what's that about, Zoe? Of applauded. Um, it was like, um, "Good job, girls!" Uh, and it was a genuine. Uh, it was like, "Wow, that was unexpected awesome. and amazing." I love how innovative you are too with your materials. Um, like, yeah. I your tweets are super fun, and oh. I think my favorite Mr. Rogers tweet from this year uh, was uh, your special ed kids um, using an air mattress for oh, a drum. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't just awesome. special ed, and by the way, I was all all to everybody, and that I still get fabulous. kids. Oh my gosh, they walk up to me all the time. Do you remember when we did the air mattress thing? I'm like, yeah, of course I remember. You asked me that yesterday. It was brilliant. <laughs> I remember. Well, it was brilliant because it's big enough for the entire class yeah. to like all hit and it made a really cool noise yeah so we took yeah. an air mattress actually this was my mom's air mattress she gave it to me thanks mom and um, <laughs> shout out mom shout out mom and shout she uh, i i was um sleeping on her floor she lives in in uh in hemet and i i started like i don't know leaning against it doing my thing or just you know I can't <laughs> this help makes it. a cool noise yeah, I'm like, what? wait a minute what and i look at my wife like this could be and she's like okay whatever <laughs> so i um i take it and here's the thing right so when you're in a classroom and it's like get your pencil out do math my wife's a, a first grade teacher so i just i feel so bad for her because the the her, the system of how she has to do things can sometimes lead to just boredom from students right mm -hmm. and teachers like her do all they can to keep kids interested but at some point it's like pick up your pencil let's do this math problem and kids they just do get to this they do this routine thing where they go gosh if anything at all could break my routine right now right mm -hmm. so they come up the ramp to the music room and they look through the window and they see a mattress and they're all like what's a mattress doing <laughs> and i knew that was gonna happen not because i mean look we're not we're all the, taking I mean, a nap today right <laughs> I mean, it has nothing to do with us being the, the best educators in America. It's just we know that when you put something like they're not expecting into a room, everybody just goes, what in the world is going to happen right now? There's so, hook. There it is, right? Mm -hmm. And so we pull him in. I pull him into the room, and I'm sitting on this thing like uh, Rafiki in, in Lion King, right? And um, they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> I have my shoes off, and um, it, it's just... Oh, that's awesome. It's, it's, you know, some things you know are just going to work really well, right? Yeah. And it didn't matter to, too much about exact the exact music activity we were going to do with it. Because we ended up doing just rhythm exercises and chanting to rhythms and mm -hmm. singing. Um, it, what mattered was there was a mattress in the music room. Do you remember we put the mattress in the music room? <laughs> and um, we took, and if you guys want to do this, just deflate it a little bit. Yeah. And um, we'll get everybody around outside and go, dun, 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 and it has this really cool gathering dumb effect. Mm -hmm. But uh, after you get kids past the, oh, okay, we just hit a mattress, they kind of go, what now? What now? You know? And you're like, man, I thought I was going to get five minutes out of that. I only got two minutes. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you get, you get to that point, okay, what do we do now? What do we do now? And so you deflate it a little bit. You get a kid to sit on the, in the middle of the mattress, and you go, uh, you get the kids chanting, hit the, you know, like hit the drum, hit the drum or whatever. And the kid in the middle is going, whoa, whoa. <laughs> right? And then they're like, I want to be the one in the middle. And, uh, and I get them saying, you know, if we don't hit together, that person's not going to fly very high. So we got to hit at That's the same awesome. time. You know what I mean? And uh, so they're bouncing up. And then we get to the thing where we put our fingers underneath the mattress. We lift the mattress. Lift them. <gasps> and then we do it. I go, just this high, just this high. We're not trying to hear ourselves. <laughs> and so they're lifting the mattress, right? And then we drop it together. Anyway, it's it's just a really cool thing. That is amazing. Yeah, so yeah. That, that is fabulous. <laughs> that super cool. Please do that for chapter share. Oh, oh yeah, of course. I'm serious. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it worked out really great. Yeah. That's also a great community building thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, totally. You have those classes who just, they struggle working together. Yeah. But, like, if they want to be successful with this mattress, yeah. they have to work together. Yeah. You know? They well, can't have that one kid who's like, oh, yeah. Right. And how many times is the, the tiniest person in the room? Um, <clears throat> you should know, right? How many times is the tiniest person <laughs> in the room? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, pointed at because they're tiny over here right yeah right <laughs> and they're always like oh yeah you're the tiny you know so mm -hmm. and i oh man so but for just a second that person they yeah. all go oh, you should go on the mattress because you're gonna fly like crazy you know <laughs> so that tiny person gets put on the mattress and they're just like oh okay here we go yeah <laughs> i just love it i love that mm. so anyway try the mattress thing 
It works out good. That's fun. And then awesome. you deflate it, you you know, fold it up and stick it somewhere. Yes. Bring it out again. Why I love all the music it. teachers in Chula Vista have an air mattress? I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, the other thing was, I really wanted a gathering jump, and I didn't have $800 or whatever. Sure. Yeah. So That's why this is brilliant. Walmart, 60 bucks. Boom. Perfect. Yeah. Wow. Jesse, thank you so much. That was great. This has been fabulous. Oh, man. Thank you, guys. I mean, I, I know that we will be hearing more from you in the future, so... Yes. Um, th- but thank you. Thank you for coming and sharing your story, and thanks for the enthusiasm that you bring oh, to sure. our group. I just think... I think you're the bomb. Can I just say one more thing? Of Please. Course. Okay, mm-hmm. so I just wanted to talk about enthusiasm a little bit. Sure. Um, because I think Zoe, when you saw um, the the moments that I was able to be with the full group, um, some of it I think is my is my personality, which by the way gets me in trouble all the time. So I don't. <laughs> why? I can't I don't, see why, that why, at all. I don't wish it, this my personality on anybody. So quiet. But what, <laughs> I know. Um, at one point, I, uh, I raised my hand in a meeting, by the way, and Crystal looked at me and said, just lower your hand, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I, uh, no, I just want to talk about... Yeah, he doesn't about... sit within hitting distance anymore. <laughs> He's learned. <laughs> but, like, about the enthusiasm thing. I think um, it's important that we try to reach our students at their level, and I just think about this a lot because I happen to have, I think, the kind of personality that makes it a little easier than, than others and I feel very blessed for that um, but I, I just wanted to offer a couple tips sure. and maybe some tricks about that yeah. so number one I can't say enough how important it is to try to um, reach them at their like lingo mm. I think that's super important so you guys all know yeet yeet right <laughs> maybe we all don't know yeet but some of us know yeet right yeah. and, and that's different but it's good and if you do. don't know yeet you're in trouble not that you're not going to be successful, but you're missing a huge opportunity to be more successful because when we put all those kids on the mattress, I looked at them all. We had this little poem and uh, it, w- it was rhythmic, whatever. And I would say things, okay, so what are we going to do instead of lift the bed? And what do we do next time, right? And it was like, um, well, I don't know, let's push the bed. But what I said was, I don't know, let's let's eat the bed. And when I said, like, let's eat the bed, everyone went, oh my gosh, let's eat the bed. And that was a thing that, like, if you don't, if you don't take the time to call your niece or call your nephew or say, like, hey, what are the kids saying these days? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, they all put their fingers in and they're like, we're going to yeah. And it was just like, my my activity may have been fun, but if it wasn't fun, they were eating the bed. Mm-hmm. And that just made it hundred times more fun mm-hmm. so i think lingo is really important yeah. and reaching them on uh like whatever their favorite anim- animation characters are saying or mm-hmm. whatever their tv show embrace the movement mm-hmm. trends yeah yeah don't yes. try to it fight was, it, mm-hmm. it was, there was uh over at orf conference i mm-hmm. forget who it was but one of the last on the last day there was a con- um there was a workshop where the uh the hostess she was talking about how the material for your classroom should come from your playground. Yep. And that yep. would just correlates exactly well because that's what the kids are going to be um, yeah. or wanting to go towards. And yeah. yep. trying to resist it is just trying to res- resist the boulder. That's great that you're actually implementing yeah. that inside your actual classroom. Well, and I wanted to say one more thing, and I'm, a pre- I'm interested to see what you guys think of this because I think this um, is a really hard line to, to try to walk. Um, but I think sarcasm belongs in the, in the classroom. But, man... It can get, it can really go south. Sure. So be careful with that. Yeah. 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 So I um, just want to 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 tell you all that some of my best moments as a teacher have come from uh, the the appropriate amount of sarcasm to the the appropriate age level. Yes. But some of my absolute worst moments as a teacher yes. have come from absolutely blowing the sarcasm thing. Oh so yeah, for sure. I just I think it's a really um, it's a clever tool. It's a powerful tool, but you just gotta really. You know, I I would say always make yourself the butt of the joke, Mm -hmm. never Mm -hmm. a child. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I because those those have been my my saddest moments, I think, Um, and my biggest mistakes when I was a a very young teacher. Yeah. So I would I would caution that greatly. And I've I've kind of cut it out, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Unless it's unless it's directed at myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and when I watch really good teachers, mm-hmm. there's not even an, an ink of it. Yeah. And I think it's probably because they, it's like a dice roll. Yeah. yeah. You can yep. win big or you can lose hard. Yeah. And you um, never want to. You don't want to lose hard. You never want to lose hard. Yeah. In the high yeah. school level, sarcasm was so crucial. Yeah. Um, 
at this grade at this grade level it's been such a difficult time i've had such a difficult time of trying to adjust my sarcasm sure. so if you're somebody like me who is just like i, I told myself um before i started talking here watch your language watch your jokes <laughs> if you're somebody that like me that needs to do that you really have to check yourself because sarcasm can be something that's really yeah so mm-hmm. True. kids are so earnest yeah. And um, they get laughed at a lot because of that. Like mm-hmm. you talk to my, my kids, pe- people laugh at my, my kids a lot because they're um, really, uh, they're just like, they're, they're very social and you don't expect it from their age level. They will look you in the eye and tell you exactly what they think. Um, like, and I'm talking about my biological kids. <laughs> um, like, uh, and, and it inspires laughter some, because it's funny, you know, like yeah. it in, and it's unexpected, but um it's so important to repress the laughter that you want to to respond with sometimes and be like, yeah, you really think that, don't you? Tell me more about that, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's a respect thing and it's a, yeah, yeah it, kids deserve to be taken as seriously as they take themselves. Yeah. Yeah. You want to be taken seriously, you know? Also, yeah. I think along the lines of the lingo aspect, like you can really empower a child to do what you want to do if you jump in their lingo similar situation situation with sarcasm if you make a sarcastic remark towards a student Mm -hmm. and like the other students will see oh wow Mr. Mm-hmm. Seligman is using that lingo. I should do that also to that student as well. Mm-hmm. And that's where it gets it just Dicey. snowballs from there. It does. Yeah. So either for better or for worse. But right. it, you're right. You either get a D1 or a D20. Yeah. And that's that's yeah. good. And I'm glad that you mentioned that. We do need to move on okay. for the sake of time. Um, so, Jonathan? But first, a hard... Let's do downturn. Ooh, no, downward, down, downward turn. Downward turn. <laughs> um, no, upward turn. It's a upward. hard upturn. Cool. Uh, you guys know it, but we really do appreciate everyone who's been a part of this community. Those, again, we've seen your Facebook posts, we've seen your comments, we've tried and we have responded to yours, and we really appreciate it. We've been forming a community that's more than just four or five people on this microphone, or sometimes seven. But regardless, um, we really want to bolster this community, and how that works is by you guys making this more visible. So if you could go to iTunes and leave us a review, be honest and share your thoughts, one star or five stars, but share your feedback so we can know how to build off that. And by doing this again, you really make this thing more visible so we can build a bigger community. Also, um, if you want to have, if you have a question that's more than a Facebook comment worth, uh, feel free to uh, email us at chaoticharmonyclassroom at gmail.com. That's Thanks, right. guys. coming after the break. I want to take a quick break and thank my husband, Brian, who's been working behind the scenes producing these episodes every week on all of the platforms and on time. But you need to know that he is first a financial planner for Mission Trails Financial. Mission Trails Financial is a partner that seeks to guide clients in the journey to financial success. They believe that people need a financial advisor that aims to provide strategies for success. Mission Trails Financial helps people navigate investments, tax planning, and insurance. Imagine working with an advisor who isn't tied to specific brands. Mission Trails Financial has a fiduciary responsibility to act in the best interests of their clients by providing independent, objective advice. Their mission is to help clients accomplish their financial goals. As Joe Vitale once said, a goal should scare you a little and excite you a lot. Do yourself a favor and set up a time to chat with Mission Trails Financial. Visit www.missiontrailsfinancial.com or call 619-419-0238 to schedule a call. If you're in the area, they'd love to have you come by the office. You'll be glad you did. We believe that leaning on professionals is how we get ahead. Check out the program notes for more information. Tell us what you brought today for Spiccato. Oh, so I brought a little pop doll, a toothless doll. Um, I'm a big dragon nerd, and toothless is the cutest dragon in the world. So there you go. Debatable, but I, I, okay, I can. There's no, there's no debating it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, do you do you bring toothless to music class? No. No. Would Why you? Don't I? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. What what would Toothless's job be in um, music class? Not to eat. Don't eat Toothless. <laughs> don't eat. Toothless would be, I think he'd be given to somebody who's doing a great job. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, Toothless. I don't know. Maybe yeah. Toothless. I don't know. I think you do vocal exploration with it for sure. But maybe actually Arioso. Like make him fly. Make him fly, but also... I'm, so I what I do in my classroom is to take a little owl puppet and we do like neutral vowels and they sing with that so it's just another way for the the kids to encourage improvisation Mm. via a puppet um i don't think toothless makes an ooh sound (laughs) i've been a long time since i've seen high train dragon but uh 
Yeah, I think you do um, improvisation through Arioso with this guy. You know, I am also thinking what I really would do is um, talk about his tail. Mm-hmm. And I think I'd probably turn it into some kind of, I guess, lesson on acceptance and... Um, mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. like kind of like different. Yeah. Okay, so for those that don't know the story, he's missing half his tail, right? And he right. has to have a prosthetic. Um, so, like, I, I really actually love that, like, kind of an adaptability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, inclusiveness of. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I yeah. think I would um, go along the lines of, like, bringing him in uh, as a mascot for songs that you have to sing high. Like you're flying high, because yeah. uh, I've had, like, what was it? I think it was fourth graders, um, and we did the I dig pizza. I don't think if you haven't done level two with us, that probably made no sense to you. Anyway, <laughs> um, so anyway, there is a high D in that song, and they would always kind of like shy away from it. But I'd be like, oh well, we can only get it out like the toothless out if you guys yeah. actually Ooh. sing it you, you know like dragon. Mm. Dragon. Oh, hey. hey there you go yeah well you know the other thing is toothless leads the dragons that's true mm-hmm. so you could give it to somebody who's like you gotta lead us you got toothless yes. I like actually it. with the whole topic of tail i may change my my idea no, uh writing it <laughs> some writing of us a, haven't had one idea <laughs> 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 writing a actually writing a piece like a short little orth piece that you have based off of Shh, it's quiet hours. Uh, writing a short orf piece off of Toothless and having that be like using the Toothless, the um, pop up to uh, kind of segue into the piece. I like the idea of using the inspiration of a dragon mm-hmm. for flight mm-hmm. in general because it's different than the flight of a bird. Um, they're more substantial and muscular, so kind of visualizing what the wings would feel like. And getting a different kind of of lift and glide. There's more resistance mm. there, so less grace, more power. Yeah. And I think to, uh, using that idea is you can also use toothless as an example of like how a dragon walks. Mm. And so like they walk very different. And so like if you show a clip from How to Train a Dragon on how toothless moves, like he has the flight. So you can use that for your levels. Like if you want to teach the concept of like powerful, like high movements, and then you can have powerful low movements too. He can be a mascot for that that's great we, we got a lot of inspiration out yeah. of toothless hey. so jesse you've brought us our round of the week round of the week what is this piece this is a dona nobis pacem okay which stands for grant us peace and uh every um uh oh my goodness every catholic mass mm-hmm. has a portion in the mass that's called dona nobis pacem mm-hmm. um and there's several that are just wildly popular so if you ever search dona nobis pacem don't be surprised if you get a d- bunch of results I'll it's like searching yeah. passacaglia or something mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um or gloria right mm-hmm. but this particular one is um one i fell in love with <laughs> it's beautiful it's in three four which for whatever reason is a meter that my soul connects with mm-hmm. and um yeah, I just love it. I hope you guys like it too. And yeah. if you maybe you've heard it before. Have you heard it before, John? I have, yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't know, you guys want to do E flat? Pachem, pachem, dona nobis pachem, dona nobis pachem, dona nobis pachem, dona. Pachem, 
Donna, nobis pacem, Donna, nobis pacem. Thanks, Jesse. Lovely. Awesome. Jesse, do you have a Twitter that you tweet at? Um, yes, at Jesse Rogers Jr. Nice. Jesse, J-E-S-S-E, yes. J-E-S-S-E, yeah. I'm at Ms. Kumagai. I'm at Fanny Vapa. I'm at Mr. Keemer. I'm at Mr. Seligman, M-R-S-E-L-I-G-M-A-N. Also, you can find me on the Instas as well. Same thing. Plus, if you want to follow us, Chaotic Harmony, on Twitter, you can also follow us, and also Instagram. Um, Sorry, Twitter, it is at C-H Classroom, and the Instas... Same thing or mm-hmm. no? Yeah, at same, CH same. Classroom. Yes. Yep. Awesome. Find us at Chaotic Harmony on Facebook and YouTube. And thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Jesse. Guys. Thanks, Bye, Jesse. The Chaotic Harmony podcast is a joint project between Crystal Pridmore, Jonathan Seligman, Zoe Kumagai, and Mark Keemer. You can find us online at chaoticharmonyclassroom.com. You can email us at chaoticharmonyclassroom at gmail and let us know what you think. Give us feedback about what you would like to hear in future episodes. We're on all the socials. Find us on facebook.com slash chaoticharmonyclassroom. You can find us on Twitter at chclassroom, Instagram at chaoticharmonyclassroom, and you can even find our episodes on YouTube. Chaotic Harmony is the name of our channel. Special thanks to Brian Pridmore for his help with production and equipment. www.pridmoria.com Absolutely we can. I think we can. Okay. I think hope. the beauty about spiccato, it's like, here are these random things. How yeah. can you make how them can you use them? Dive Maya, into your brain. Maya brought a shoelace. That's true. And we, we talked about how we could use a shoelace. Okay. Okay. Brought a chicken nugget. Should have eaten? No, John. You know, someone got really so mad at me dumb. for calling a kid That's a nugget. That's the dumbest. That's the best part. <laughs> it's spaghetti. Oh, God. I think spaghetti. It's actually chicken How nug. about a round?